0: On today's show, Luka Doncic goes down with an injury. Are we concerned about it? How much? Dallas Mavericks somehow hold on to beat the Pelicans after a 31 point lead. What happened? Talk about all that and more on today's Lockdown Maps. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks. Lockdown ah, Mavericks! NBA champions. He hit it! Nine. 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 It's good! And the
1: Mavericks have
0: won the game! Thank you, if you don't believe, you shouldn't be here.
1: Loyalty
0: never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, Media Member and NBA Channel Manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Mavs your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and comment anything below. Let us know. What's one reason why the Mavericks beat the Pelicans tonight, or one reason why they almost blew a thirty-point lead? Um, I guess I gotta let it ride, but I'll like I'll let it ride mm. a little, a little lower, a little lower. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com/slashLockedOnNBA. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com, the Heel Hercules, the One More Thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris?
1: All right, we'll start off with some good news first before we talk about Lucas Heel. Thank the Lord. Some good news. Your boys that you're listening to right now. Mm. If you listen to this on uh, Thursday night, then it's tomorrow, which is probably not Thursday night. <laughs> uh, if you listen to this Friday morning, it's today. Today on the Bleacher
0: Report app. Team stream. Mavs team stream.
1: We are doing, Nick and myself are doing a live Mavs trade deadline preview show on the Bleacher Report app at 3 p.m. Central time. So download the app. I think you can also watch it online. Uh, But yeah, we're going to talk about all Mavs stuff, latest rumors. We're going to do a little Q&A. Take chat uh, questions. Yeah, take some chat questions and stuff. So yeah, hop on the Bleacher Report app and uh, join us for a Mavs
0: preview trade As soon as you get in the Bleacher Report app, raccoon emoji, raccoon emoji. Send it. (laughs) Send it up send it up we raccoon got another raccoon squad. squad is there uh all right let's get into it so today the dallas mavericks get a win 111 106 if you just looked at it you'd be like oh it's pretty good win 111 105 111 105 they beat the pistons the other night and you're like "Oh, okay close game and then if you start digging into it you didn't realize how wild and weird this game was mavericks got uh well, I mean, the, the game itself doesn't, doesn't necessarily matter as much as third quarter, or the Dallas Mavericks were up by 27 points. Luka Doncic falls as he goes for a layup, a dunk, whatever Luka was going to do at the rim. Gets hit at the rim by Jonas Valanciunas as well as um, Brandon Ingram. Uh, Brandon Ingram got all ball. And Luca gets up, grabs his right ankle, and kinda like was messing around, just just around the ankle, like Achilles area, but the front of his ankle, but also just his ankle, right ankle, which is not the left ankle he had the issue with, where he missed a couple of games earlier this season. Luca then stayed on the bench as they reviewed the play. So he stayed on the bench. He didn't put his warm-ups on or anything. He went back into the game. He stayed back in the game for another like minute. And then then when the clock stopped again, Luca exited, went to the locker room, and um he did not come back to the bench or come back in the game. Again, the Mavericks were up by 27 at this point, and then the Pelicans cut the lead, cut the lead to lead the three. Uh, later at the end of the third quarter, we would learn that Luka suffered a heel contusion and that he would not come back in this game. Uh, we asked Jason Kidd after the game if you know if the the lead wouldn't have been so big, would Luka have come back in this game? And Jason Kidd immediately said, "Oh no, this was not a case of he could possibly come back in. This is something that." would definitely keep him out of of at least this game. They're going to evaluate him tomorrow and see what happens. What was your reaction with Luca's injury?
1: I mean, anything, anytime it's a heel, you get a little bit more concerned. You know, when the play happened, those injuries get really scary. Whenever a player is falling to the ground and they stick out, you know, their arm or their leg at a weird angle to to brace themselves, and you know, this is one of those injuries. I mean, I'm sure y'all have all seen the uh, the replay of it, but. You know, luca's coming down really hard and he sticks that re- right leg out um kind of late in the in the fall there but you know it's it happens so quick like you just kind of do it out of instincts and he you know he like twists his right foot there and at first i'm like all right you serious he twisted an ankle again right now. and you know he's holding it and you know he walks so gingerly over to the bench but like be. always we're like it's luca he's gonna be fine and like two minutes. He got so. me though. He
0: got me on this one because he was really holding it. He was limping. He was really wincing. And then he goes to the bench. I'm like, Oh no, Luca's going to be out. And then he plays again. And I'm like, Oh, he got me. He got me again. I believed it. And then he actually leaves the game. So he like got me to a bunch of different times. And then just
1: went straight through the tunnel too. didn't even walk back to the bench. Right. Just like straight out the tunnel um, which you know,
0: which I wouldn't put, I wouldn't be too concerned about that specific thing. They wanted to, like Casey Smith wanted to check out the check out the ankle and everything, so he's, he was going to go right back to the locker room.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, like in the fact that he just left the game. I mean, they obviously put him out there just to see how. Hey, let's just see if you can play on it. Yeah, and then you know, first dead ball. It's like, hey, I'm I'm out. I can't play on yeah, this I can't thing. Play on it. Um. So yeah, I mean, as soon as they said right heel contusion, you know, anything with the heel. Wears you a little bit more than the ankle, or at least for me. Um, you know, I think you start looking at contusions. There's so many different iterations of contusion injuries. So I don't want to speculate, do any of that stuff, but we'll just wait for an update.
0: We'll wait for an update, see what happens. If Luca does miss extended time, we just did this, I feel like two weeks ago. If Luca does miss, miss extended time, what changes for the Mavericks in the next, honestly, next like seven days before the trade deadline?
1: I mean, honestly, I don't know if anything changes. I mean, even if they said, Hey, he's going to be out for two weeks. Like, I mean, it shouldn't, that shouldn't be the, um, you know, the gas for you to go, you know, to go get something. That shouldn't be the reason why you go out and make a trade to bring in more firepower, uh, to help the team out so i mean i think either way they're gonna go do it i think the only way it would like change any direction between now and the trade deadline we're recording this on thursday so if you listen on some friday there's six days left before the trade deadline yeah. less than a week as it's next thursday i mean unless god forbid luke is out for like months <laughs> um right i don't see anything changing you know as far as their approach to the trade deadline
0: yeah, they should want to try to upgrade right now, but they should also still be looking at the future and still be looking at this summer. And I don't think that a Luca injury changes much of that. Uh, it would be hard for I, some people are going to say tank. It's too late. Like you're too late in the season. Uh, are we doing that again? You'd have to. You'd have to sell off all the pieces and find trades for everybody and like do a whole bunch of stuff. And then, then like for those people that are saying tank, do you trust this front office enough to? strip it all down and then build it back up from nothing again right like is that what you're asking i don't think that these the people that are saying tank trust the front office and so what are you really asking the team to do to break it all down and build it all up from literally nothing you, you haven't you haven't liked the moves they've made recently so why would you like that so that's what I, mean, I, I would, that's what I would i would hope
1: saying. i would hope if i don't even want to talk about the that's why, I'm bail, not, that's, like, that's why I'm kind of putting, yeah.
0: it, I'm, I'm putting it down because if, if you're a person yeah. that's, that's saying that, if you're sitting at home saying, "Why don't they just tank?" Why don't why? Lucas, these two injuries now, the team's terrible when he's not out there. Like the offense is so bad, that's the reason why you don't, right? It's like, <laughs> because, yeah.
1: But but I think Nico and them would deserve a you know a shot at something like that instead of having. You that. think
0: that? I think that. I don't think the people that are saying tank think that, right? Like,
1: <laughs> well, what what has he done so wrong? I mean, he's only been here for <laughs>
0: two uh,
1: years. You and I, I understand. Are, we, if it's like Donnie. We don't.
0: We don't need to get into this right now. But the 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 front office. Javale
1: McGee. I mean, the front
0: office <laughs> Q rating is not high right now. I, I, would, I would say. I Because Javale. It's not. Everybody's it, out on Rico I mean, because of that. Javel. It's, it's the. It's Brunson leaving. It's there's a bunch of different
1: things. Yeah, I understand that.
0: Yeah. Uh, coming up, let's get into this game. How did the Dallas Mavericks build up a 31 point lead, twenty seven uh. point lead when Luca was out, and then? It cuts all the way down to three. Some weird refing things at the end that we may have to admit to, and then still hold on to win. How did the Mavericks do that, we'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you to figure out uh, how you can get the best people for your jobs. How you can hire the best people. If you're a small business owner, you know that every single person matters. You know that if your best person is missing. The rest of your team has to be able to step up and then that's what uh, LinkedIn jobs helps you to find those type of people to help you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond the resume data by using insights from your job post and there are 875 million member profiles to find your post in front of the most qualified candidates. LinkedIn jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your host qualifications all in one platform. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown NBA. That's linkedin.com slash lockdown NBA. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into this game. Dallas Mavericks find a way to win. 111 to 106. Mavericks were cruising in the first first half of this game. Uh, Was just a a great game. They built up a 31 point, point lead. They... It wasn't even threes either. They were eight of seventeen from three. They were going to the free throw line. They were getting stuff done. Like Luca was, uh, Luca scored twenty seven points in the first half. It just was coming up all Mavericks. And one of the reasons for that we have to we have to um, admit or not admit or acknowledge that the Pelicans were stuck in Denver for a couple of games. They couldn't fly in. Normally they would fly in the day before, and then they would play the Mavericks the next day. They get the night. In Dallas, they get to wake up, do their routines, all that kind of stuff, have a shoot around possibly. They could have done all that kind of stuff. But because of the weather, the ice and everything built up in Dallas, a bunch of flights were canceled. Our neighbor was going to go fly to Orlando, and he wasn't able to fly on Wednesday because they just canceled all these flights. And so the Pelicans had to fly in on Thursday. They flew in the same day that they were going to play uh, C.J. McCollum tweeted about it, um, Larry Nance tweeted about it, that even when they showed up in Dallas, that the buses weren't there for them to uh, to leave, and there was just all kind of weird stuff, And so it seemed like it was going to be one of those games where Pelicans were just gassed, they didn't really have anything, and, and the Mavericks were just going to cruise to a victory, that's what it seemed like in the first half, uh, and you kind of understand from the Pelicans' point of view, no Zion for them, and, uh, uh, and Ingram's just still coming back from, from an injury. And then Luca goes down and then all of a sudden the lead just like whittles and whittles away. What did you see from the Mavericks when that uh that lead just started to dwindle down?
1: Oh, it was it was brutal. Um there was just no offense being ran, it felt like. It felt like it was just, hey, we lost our guy. You know, Luca went down early in the third quarter, and you know, that second half, I think, you know, Pelicans outscored him by what, twenty two points? Yeah, twenty two points in the second half. Um, Dallas shot 30% from the field in the second half. They only hit 13 shots, uh, for the whole half. Um, you know, 25% from three in a second. It's just everything crumbled. Everything felt like it. I don't know. I don't even know what the proper analogy is that, you know, you just take Luca out of it. It's like, what do, what do we do? And it's like the other night you didn't have Luca. So it was super weird. I was making jokes. I was like. Hey, just wheel Luke out at right now to midcourt, give him the MVP trophy. I don't care if he can walk or anything. If, you know, they came all the way back, what did they cut it to at the very end? How close three. did they get? They cut it, it to three, three with the three two?
0: seconds that we have to talk about here. Um,
1: I mean, I mean, Mural Man is demanding so much more money now. So <laughs> he's going to be going on all the radios and his PR team and is like, hey, I'm painting a new mural after this one.
0: Send Luke, send Luca help. help. Um, your analogy that you were looking for was Luca alone, cornerstone. The Mavs will fall when he leaves did the core. Did
1: you just think of this? Yeah, I'm just
0: not, I, I, I immediately thought that it's Luca incredible. was incredible. I immediately thought of cornerstone. Cause when you're putting like an arch up, you have the cornerstone that's in the middle, right? Like, <laughs> do you have a guitar? Should we get the guitar? Should we get the guitar out? <laughs> Uh, but you have the cornerstone that's in the middle, and when you pull the cornerstone out, all of it crumbles, right? It just seems like that's what happened with the Mavericks offense in this game. Uh, and it, it's interesting because the Mavericks offense kind of holds up when he, Luca's not going to be in the game at the beginning, but when he leaves the game with injury, it just seems like it crumbles. And the the offensive scheme for this team, I cannot believe still, at this point of the season, how many games in are we? We are 53 games into the season, in the year of our Lord. 53 games still... in the season, no Brunson, no third ball handler. Dinwiddie, Luka, this is what the offense is still. Right? Like I cannot believe we're still in this spot. Luka has missed some games. Luka has been off the court. And when Luka's off the court, this team just absolutely like just goes to Dinwiddie, handle the ball, do it make a basket, or make a play, or nothing. It's literally what it is, and it drives me insane to watch this offense. They'll run the same stuff that they'll run with Luka. They'll run the double drags. They'll run the, all right, Dinwiddie doesn't start with the ball, but then he starts in the corner, and he comes over, and he gets the ball, and then all of a sudden it's back to, and they just try and get the, it seemed like in this game they just tried to get, let's just get a switch. Let's get a switch with Larry Nance. And then Dinwiddie will, will will cook him. You're not going to cook Larry Nance like that. Right? He's good on his feet. He's long. He's a good defender. You're it, you're just not going to cook like that. He did
1: cook him one time though. That was awesome. Okay,
0: one but, time but, compared to like the other <laughs> times. So how many times did he get blocked at the rim? At least two th- two or three times. But I cannot. I think the bigger it's a bigger picture problem. I'm not even putting this on Dinwiddie. It's. What is the scheme? What are they running like what what is different between when Luka's in the game and when Lucas's not in the game it just it seems like nothing. It doesn't seem like anything's different when the, when is not in the game uh, the, this season so far 1500 possessions, which is like a lot. 107 points per 100 possessions offense that that is a eight percentile. that's so so bad. And when Luca's on the court this season, come on clean the glass. Uh, 120. So it goes from 120 to 107. Like that's the drop off from Luca. That's how good Luca has been this season because they're running the same things when Luca's in there.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, just the fact that you know they had 27 point lead when he got hurt (laughs) and then they you know basically lost it or um you know got to cut down to a three point. They didn't lose it. They they kept it. They they kept (laughs) it, but it got down to three points and uh, freaked everybody out. And you know, Mavs forgot about Frank. You know, that's one of the reasons why, you know, maybe they lost the lead. Uh, But the Pelicans, they only hit five threes in this game. So, I mean, just imagine if they hit, I don't know, three to five more. Imagine, they might have won.
0: Imagine if they hit two more.
1: <laughs> they could have won. But also I don't want to do the uh, David McMinnan Lakers thing of hey, <laughs> if only this team hit threes. Pelicans have really been struggling
0: uh, offensively the last like the, yeah. this last stretch here with Zion out and, and Ingram's missing time and they've had guys in and out. Like they've really struggled offensively. And so it was it was actually weird to see them be really good offensively late in this game against the Mavericks and kind of concerning, but yeah, what? I, think it, I think it was offense just broke down, and then some weird stuff happened at the end, but they, they ended up winning this game. So it fe- this feels like a yeah. loss. When I'm talking to Josh Green after the game, it felt like I asked him, I said, what's the vibe in the locker room? What do you guys talk about in the locker room when you have a 30-point lead, it comes down to three, and you guys almost like blow this lead. You still get the win, but you almost blow the lead. He's like, well, it's unacceptable. He's like, you know, we're not talking about... How good like we played because we didn't, uh, but you just kind of have to to brush it off and you can't dwell on stuff like this too long. We got to get ready for for Golden State. I was like, okay, so that's a very stately answer from Josh Green, but they definitely he definitely acknowledged with his mannerisms, facial expression, the way that he was talking that they were really bummed that they just almost blew that game.
1: Well, I mean, if you draw up, what's what's the worst kind of wins? I think you know if you're drawing it up um, in a lab. I would put these two check marks in, in that. Of, if you're the NFL hey, and
0: you're scripting your season, how would you how would exactly. you script a really bad win for a team?
1: Dude, that's pulled out some all time quote sweets. It's amazing. By the way. Uh, but anyway, if you haven't if seen you, it,
0: Arian Foster of who used to play for the Texans, what a uh, joke, had this thing. He was he was doing like a bar stool interview or something with. And uh, and it, he, they they did had a bit that he said it, that the NFL was scripted. They scripted every game, and he had to follow the script and all this stuff. And it, a lot of NFL players ran with it and had some fun with it. Um,
1: but if you had to uh, script out uh, in a lab <laughs> or write out what you and Roger a, uh, are
0: sitting <laughs> writers,
1: what what a what a bad win would be? It would be one a Luka Doncic uh, injury. <laughs> Two, you blow a huge lead, but you barely win at the end, like. Those are like two big things yeah. that you're walking out of this wind saying, well, dang, Lucas hurt. And we, we literally blew a 30 point lead, but we still won. So it feels weird, but what's up with Tim? Like somebody tweeted at me. and was like, Hey, is the trade rumors, you know, affecting him. I mean, the dude played 40 minutes tonight. I mean, none of this is affecting his playing time. So, none and of none of it is affecting his green light. 3 of 18 tonight, 2 of 12 from the three-point line. He, he missed 10 threes in this he game. He
0: played four more minutes than anybody else in the Mavericks.
1: Yeah, so, man, I I, I don't know. I don't
0: Tim, I have anything Last bad. So Tim's missed a couple games with an injury, but last nine games, he's missed he missed a couple games in this stretch, but last nine games that he's played, 10 points a game, five rebounds. We were like, you'd be like, okay, those are fine. Like, okay, counting stats. 28.7% from the field on 12 – field goal attempts, 24.3% from three on seven and a half, three point times per game, 58.8% from the free throw line at two and a half free throws a game. And he's playing 34 minutes. Don't show
1: Kobe up in that.
0: 34. Yeah, seriously. 34 minutes a game, fourth on the Mavericks in the last nine games. Uh, He is just going through it right now. And it, it could be, it could be the trade talks, but like he had a couple of okay plays in transition, but he's been Tonight, but he's been really bad in transition overall. Uh, defensively, he's like he's always just been fine, but like not good. Um, hmm. and it's it's he's just really bad. Like for him to play 40 minutes like this, I, I would I think this is more detrimental than even the beginning of the season when like Bullock had those 30 minute zero point games, he's taken like three shots in that, right? But when, yeah. when you have Tim Hardaway Jr. that takes like 12 shots a game and seven and a half threes a game and is shooting 28%. Like I would much rather have like a zero point game than a that, because then there's the long rebounds and that's when you get the fast break points on the other end. Like it, it becomes detrimental for your team, especially knowing yes, how it, this team responds to miss threes, right? <laughs> like this team re- responds really badly to miss threes.
1: Yeah. And miss threes comes rebounds and shout out to the rebounding battle tonight. <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> Uh, Uh, the Mavericks lost the rebounding battle tonight by 14 rebounds. Almost
0: lost the game.
1: That's wild. Dorian had a really good game. I do want to say that. I thought he did hit three threes in this game. Um, but let's take a break and then we'll talk about Josh green and the end of this game, because I think, uh, we got some luck at the end.
0: How did the maps get lucky? What did Josh green do to step up We'll talk about that coming up? But before we do, let me tell you. About oh, there you go. Let me tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel is your place Ooh. to go for the Super Bowl. Talking about uh, getting lucky. America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner because of the number one sports book in America. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel right now. You can bet on the Super Bowl, the no sweat first bet. You'll get up to. Three thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So you really don't have anything to worry about. You're really not gambling at all with that first, with that no sweat first bet. Like you're really not.
1: I'm a pastor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do I need to get the guitar out again and sing? I
1: love, I love you three thousand.
0: The the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, it's secure, and it's super easy to use. Go check it out, Uh, FanDuel today. FanDuel.com slash lockdown to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanDuel.com slash on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, Isaac Harris, let's talk about this game. Uh, came down to the end of it. Mavericks have a 31 point lead. They break it all, the Pelicans break it all the way down to three at the end. And there is some weird referee shenanigans in this game the Mavericks did struggle fouling in this game Dwight Powell had five fouls early in this game fouled out with about three minutes and 40 seconds left in this game Jonas Valanciunas ate him up in a bunch of different ways as, as he would uh being so much bigger than he is by the way Jonas Valanciunas looks exactly like Travis Kelsey like, that's all I could think about the whole game it's like he was mocking me uh finney Smith got five fouls in this game uh, and into the fourth quarter off of two plays in a row, about the six-minute mark in the fourth quarter, where he gets uh, a foul on one play that was a foul, and then a fifth foul on an awful, awful Jose Alvarado three-point shot where he, like, takes... What was that? The- Jose Alvarado takes the three, turns to the side, and then, like, bounces backwards, and in his bouncing backwards, bounced into Dorian's foot, and then fell down. The referee is looking at the shooter calls it it's a three-point shot, but then watches the ball go up and then doesn't see the fall and just looks down and sees Jose Alvarado on the ground, and then he calls the foul on it. Jose Alvarado missed the three, calls the foul. They go to the review to see if it's a flagrant foul.
1: I've never seen a flagrant review for that whenever the player had already landed. Like... (laughs)
0: There has to be something where like, okay, we're, we're reviewing the, the foul to see if it if it meets the criteria of a flagrant. Okay, but what if it doesn't meet the criteria of a foul? Like, what if it's not a foul anymore? You, you can't reverse it at that point. Uh, I think that's weird. But yeah, that that play was bad. Dorian got his fifth foul. It affected the game. It wasn't the reason why the Mavs almost lost. Then you get down to the end of the game, and there's this really weird moment where uh, six seconds left. Or no, nine seconds left. Ingram scores on Josh Green. On a pull-up shot. Pelicans are down by three. Mavs have to call a timeout because they get trapped on the baseline. They weren't going to get the ball out. Call a timeout. Josh Green inbounds the ball from right in front of the Pelicans bench. Like, literally standing right in front of it. Josh Green inbounds it. Uh, Brandon Ingram swipes at the ball, deflects it. And it should have been Pelicans' ball at that point because he was inbounds, but he was called out of bounds by the ref.
1: he jumped up. And he hit the ball. I didn't want the whole, like, swipe at it, because if somebody didn't see it, they'd think that. True, oh,
0: true, yeah. Swip. Josh Green tries yeah. to throw in the ball. Ingram, Ingram hits it in the air. And it should have been called Pelicans ball. They got the ball after that. But Ingram was called out of bounds on that play. They go and review it. And then they don't <laughs> give it back. They don't give it back to the Pelicans. And then the Mavericks inbound the ball. Dinwiddie gets fouled immediately. They take a couple seconds off the clock. Two seconds left. Dinwiddie hits two free throws. The Mavericks end up winning this game. Uh, but that was another play where we already got the classic uh Well it was
1: like it was like two and one. Tim Cato was the pool reporter after the game and immediately I mean they're not doing a, you know, referee association tweet about sleepless nights after it, but <laughs> immediately they said they missed both of these because one, you know, after Ingram tips the ball, he jumps up to save it and they call him out of bounds. Yeah. He was still in the air, they, so they missed that they missed he that. Wasn't out of bounds. But the fact, the the wild thing about it was they threw it in bounds. You know, after after Ingram tried to save it, it goes it goes back into the game, and it you know Josh Green or somebody catches, or actually a Pelicans player catches it, and time goes off the clock. It's like a, a second or something. <laughs> yeah. So if the call was for them, you know that he stepped out of bounds, then the play should have stopped. Then they didn't put the time back on. Then they pass in the Dinwiddie. They lose another second and a half after that. It's like they got screwed on time. I don't care. You know we are on the best side of it, so uh <laughs> we're gonna soak it in. We need the win, so uh, uh we got. But a, I would be pissed if I, got I was a new great
0: Larry Nance Jr. This play will weigh heavily and cause sleepless nights. On uh, the I'm not, not going to quote tweet at that. We ne-
1: we never got to talk about that. That is one of the most ludicrous things I've ever seen. Yeah,
0: so the ever. this Nance tweet references. When LeBron got fouled by Ingram at the end of that Lakers-Celtics game, uh, Tatum, he got fouled by Tatum at the end of a uh, Lakers-Celtics game recently, and the referees tweeted out from the official referee account that this will weigh heavily on us, and this will cause sleepless nights because of this miss that we made.
1: I didn't think that tweet was real. I honestly didn't. Like, the referee, official referee account? I mean, how how much can we bow down to LeBron? And you miss a call about LeBron? I'm like, you—you you literally just opened this up for every fan base across the NBA that you miss calls on, King and you're King literally LeBron saying sleepless nights. Oh, yeah. What? I—I I couldn't believe it. I still LeBron can't believe James,
0: it. King of Kings, he
1: is. His reaction, priceless, and the Le- Lebron's audacity after the game to say, <laughs> "I watch basketball every night." Bull crap. Two. I watch basketball every night. This this doesn't happen to anybody else. What? 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 Then that proves that you don't watch basketball every night. Well, come on. Such come a on, joke. man. What a joke. Whatever.
0: You good? You got it out of your system?
1: I just, I'm, the LeBron quote was, was funny, so but that's funny. just LeBron. The referee tweet was an all-timer. <laughs> I, I was shocked by that. Like all right,
0: we can't we can't not do the, this this episode without talking about Josh Green. Josh Green, I thought, really stepped up at the end of this game. Hit a big three, um, or no, he had the, the post finish. Two minutes left. Dinwiddie was holding the ball a lot. They weren't running an offense. Dinwiddie struggled in clutch at the end of this game, except for those two free throws he hit. Uh, Dinwiddie had like a bad turnover and air ball. I uh, blocked on a step back and three three straight possessions for him. Uh, but Josh Green, with two minutes left, hits a post finish. Then he hits a huge three. And then he at 25 seconds, he has this great defensive play against Ingram where he stops him from hitting a uh, like a pull-up shot. And that one really, really <laughs> like almost saved this game. Josh Green was really, really great in this game, I thought. 15 points, a couple of steals. Didn't have as much of a playmaking effect in this game, but was asked to handle the ball a little bit here and there. And uh, his defense, plus the things that he did on offense, I thought he was huge.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think you said he had 15 points off the bench tonight. But I mean, was he the second best Maverick tonight?
0: I said he was. Yeah, I said <laughs> as soon as Luca goes down, he was the best Maverick on on the court.
1: It's just wild that that's you know kind of where we're at right now uh, with this team, and it speaks a lot to and the progress he's made. I, I'm working on a a longer thing about him, a uh, project right now, and it's it just it's just crazy to think about. You know where he was a year ago to where he is now, and just in that fourth there, some of those big plays. I mean he he was talking about after the game. I mean he sounded like a vet after the game. His post game presser, um, not post game presser, his uh, interview with Bally after the game was just like, yeah, I mean we didn't play well, you know, all the same stuff, and it's just it's just wild where he's at now. And I'm so intrigued that I mean I said it a few weeks ago. I think outside of Luca, he's the most valuable asset that they have on the team right now. And, you know, going into the trade down on, and all that stuff. Maybe I mean probably a first I think, round pick. I think is Dorian's more.
0: a little bit more valuable, but he's valuable Ooh. to the Mavericks. Yeah. Because he still has some room to grow for sure. Like we've what we've seen yeah. the last year is he can't play. Like they can't play him in close games, and now they have to play him in close games. Like the difference between where he was and where he is now is such a big step in the right direction for him and such a big step for this Mavericks team. We I just wanted him to be like an eighth ninth man. And now he's like one of the fifth men. Like right? he should he should be starting. I, if they don't trade Tim at the deadline, he's going to start for Tim. At, like, he
1: should be starting over Tim right now. He's I not because of the
0: deadline, right?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't want to bench somebody you don't bench while somebody you're trying about
0: to trade. To trade. I I think it's because of that. Now the minutes thing is is kind of weird. I don't know. I don't know if maybe the Mavericks see the minutes the same as as starting and, and all that, but um, but yeah, I, I think after the deadline, he has to have a bigger role than Tim. Like if he doesn't, then I just don't know what they're doing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, reminder, we'll be uh, doing pods over the weekend as we're doing a trade deadline yeah. dash, uh, well, we'll going be, to next Thursday.
0: Trade deadline dash. will be on the bleacher report app at 3 p.m. Central time Dallas, Texas time. And uh, tomorrow, so Bleacher Report app, and then we'll also do a podcast that night as well, talking about uh, Mavericks trade stuff. We'll maybe have an update about Luca. The Mavs are practicing tomorrow, so we'll we'll have some kind of update about that. See what happens. Uh, but yeah, guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked Mavs. Peace out. Boom.